Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. So how about this one from DJ Chong Wizard? What a, what a handle. Uh, on Twitter, DJ Chong Wizard. Who are some of your favorite buy low receivers to target this offseason in Dynasty. Yeah, uh, always feel like I need to update my dynasty rankings on the website. Uh, so keep that in mind. I, I do need to, I do need to get that done here as the season comes to an end. Um, but I think a couple of guys, one guy who's definitely going to be a buy low for me this offseason is going to be Deontay Johnson. I think I've come Dang. down on that side of things because still really. By the way, tell how do fantasy analysts talk about like Deontay Johnson and the Steelers offense? Like they'll tell you that'll, that'll tell you right there. Who's watching tape. Okay. Um, <laughs> who's actually watching how, how this offense plays out. I think yeah. Deontay Johnson's going to end up being pretty undervalued this off season based on the way he's um, play based on the way that he's produced this year. I, I think he's a guy that um, is certainly going to be, you know, potentially gettable in trades and stuff like that. Um, other by lows, you know, there's there's not a ton that's just scream out to me right now. I think Elijah Moore, I'm definitely willing to buy low on because yeah, I still love the talent there. I mean, he's a I know we have a question later on him in the mailbag. We can just say it right now. Like I think Elijah Moore, you know, it, it, the the question was from Ian Morgan, uh, I believe on Twitter, two four one five asked, does Elijah Moore have any type of elite route success, route success rate? You know, not elite level. Like I think um I think Garrett Wilson's gonna be the better player there long term, but Elijah mm-hmm. Moore certainly has like Tyler Lockett upside, you know, re- like a good Ooh. fringe number one, number two, like a one B type of receiver. I think Elijah Moore could be that if they figure out the quarterback situation long term, um, he would shoot up the rankings. So that's another guy that I like to buy low on. Um, and and yeah, I think a guy like Michael Gallup actually makes a pretty decent buy low because he's tied to Dallas for a long time. And he's someone that when he's right, I think can, you know, be a really, really quality number two receiver. Uh, and, and again, t- tied to Dallas long term. He should be healthier next year. I like buying a guy like that pretty low next year. Can I throw one out there for you? I want to get your take on Brandon Cooks. He's just 29 years old. Um, and I know he, it seems like he's been in the league since like the Reagan administration. But he's no, but just he 
<laughs> I know, right? I mean, the thing, the thing is, he's 29. I don't know where he's going to go this offseason or if he's back with the Texans or whatever it might be. Oh, no way he's back with the Texans. No. I would not think so, right? I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I wouldn't think so. Um, and so Brandon Cooks, obviously, I don't think anyone is thinking about Brandon Cooks right now. Um, and I know Dynasty 29 is still pretty old, but again, at some point you got to win championships out there, folks. Um, you can't always be playing for the future. Um, is Brandon Cooks somebody that you may or may not be interested in? Yeah, I think I think he would be the perfect like throw in piece to a trade. Like, right, you're asking for something. You want some. Your eyes really on a different prize, but you want to. Hey, why don't you put your Brandon Cooks in there and we can close this deal here? Um, I think that makes sense there. And I agree with you. Like, I think he can still play. Uh, he could have had another touchdown last week. And they just got called back due to kind of a questionable penalty. Uh, but I also think his current teammate Nico Collins is still another guy that I would buy low on. Um, Texans obviously got a fixed quarterback situation, but I think Nico flashed this year. Um, and eventually I think it can come together for him, whether he's a long-term number one, I don't know about that, but like, I think he can yeah, be a quality yeah, yeah. starter. So I like both those guys. And last one here, he's a risk. He's got to be a risky buy right now, but I would certainly before the steam really starts building up here with Calvin Ridley, I would want to check the temperature Ooh. of what it costs to get Calvin Ridley. If it takes like Jeez. a first round rookie pick, I think nah. that's kind of pricey just because of yeah. like, I, again, Guys that guys that spend this long away from football, we just don't look at how, look at how Deshaun Watson looks right now. Okay, dude, um, you know, so uh, that there's that. Like, but but if he's right, if he's on the field and he's the player he was in Atlanta, he's gonna crush it in Jacksonville. So I would, if it's like a second round pick, just throw the second round pick in there and see what happens. Now I think it's two things going on with Calvin Ridley. First of all, jeez, I completely forgot he existed. Um, but it's been what uh, two years now, right? Uh, that uh, that he's been away from the game, and I think the number one problem for me is okay. Is he right physically? But more importantly, is he right mentally? So he's got to overcome two things, um, and it's such a tough situation for him. Like remember, it it was as Marshawn says, it's the mentals um, that kept him out of the game for so long, right? And actually you know, idle hands and devil's work or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the exact saying is, but you know, remember it's, it's when he was taking that mental health break, that's when he got tagged for gambling on games. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I just, man, that's, that's a lot of things that we're overcoming here now, right? Like what are the mentals lot, like? Yeah. What, what, yeah. What's the physicals like? Uh, has he been staying in shape? These are all answers that we do not have the answers to what, Soever. We have no idea. So I even think a second round pick for me um, in Dynasty is actually still pretty p pricey. If it's a late second, okay, I get it. Um, and if that's what it, it takes to get the job done, okay, I understand. Uh, but certainly I would not be giving up a first round uh, nah, pick for, for Calvin. Really. Do I, I don't think that would be a very good idea at all. All right, how about this one from Discord? Mike, do I start my day off on the right foot or sit my ass in bed tomorrow? I mean, get up early, okay? So I would encourage everybody to <laughs> start trying to get up earlier. I'm yeah. trying to be better about it. I used to be better about it back when I was single. I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning every day, Ooh, get to the gym it. right away. Don't do that as much now. That's my, new thing. That's my thing in the New Year's. I'm going to start trying to get closer. Maybe not 5.30 at this point, but uh, I'm just trying to get up earlier in the, in the, in the New Year. So uh, baby. You know, how about you do that as well, Mike? Let's, let's not be sitting your ass in bed tomorrow. Had a baby. I need to start doing that too. I need to start. I need to start losing some LBs here. Uh, I'm gonna let the the listeners in on a little secret that I haven't really told I, Matt. I haven't even told you yet, really. Uh, but I got a fight coming up. 
uh, in oh February. shoot, you you back you're getting back at it? <laughs> I'm getting back at it. So I got I got to fight. Go, I got to I got to cut some weight, baby. I can't be fighting what, uh, at this what, weight. What back alley do uh, I need to be watching this in? Like, how do I get tickets? <laughs> uh, it's going to be going down in Vegas. Uh, and I don't know. We'll see oh, what's going man. on. Maybe Let's maybe I'll, I'll update people on social media, but I don't know. Whatever. I got to get I got to get into some fighting shape, man. Like, this is oh the biggest God. news I'm, of the I'm show. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to stick around minute 45 of this podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, whatever. Yes, I got to start doing that too. So you know what? I like this question because it, it's uh, it's helping me stay motivated, trying to lose a little uh, some some of this holiday weight uh, before oh, yeah. your boy gets into the ring and actually gets my ass beat. So when is it? Uh, let's get it. It's late February, last weekend of February. Oh so shoot, dude, you get you got to hurry up. Oh, dude, yeah, I got to lose like twenty pounds and uh, work on some cardio. Yeah, I'm in I'm in trouble, bro. Uh, but we'll see That's what's going crazy. on. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I believe in you. Me. I believe in you, pal. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, you know what? At the end, of it, I just don't want to get embarrassed. So let's make that happen. I think I can make that happen. So it's all good. Uh, anyways, okay. How about this from Goal Line Stand Two? Uh, how could can this? How good can this Packers offense be with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs at receiver going forward? Can either of them be a true number one? I love this question. Yeah, I think my first answer. And like my quickest instinct answer is no, that I don't know that either one of them are ever going to be a true number one. Now, obviously Watson, if he takes like a huge leap in his development, he has the skill set that really is a game. He's a game changing type of presence, but Mm -hmm. um, just like Martavis Bryant, who's the player I've compared him to since before the NFL draft. That was, that was my player comp there. I think obviously Bryant, we never saw that development because for a lot of different reasons that don't seem to be a problem with Christian Watson. So that's good news. Um, Dobbs, I think though, can be a really rock solid number two receiver. Um, So I think they have potentially two starting receivers here. Um, And it's a good base to start building a receiver core. We'll see what they do with Alan Lazard, who I do think Lazard would be like a perfect big slot receiver, um, all that type of stuff, but he's a free agent uh, in this very, by the way, Usually I'm excited to drop the free agent receivers uh, on reception perception is like the first wave. We're going to have to figure something out on the off season. <laughs> this free agent class stinks, there ain't nothing. but uh, there, there ain't nothing. nothing going on. It's like uh, Juju and Jacoby Myers are the prize, there, the there big, big ticket items. Oh, God. Nothing going there on there. But yeah, nothing. Christian Watson and, and Dobbs and Lazard would be an interesting trio if they can bring Alan Lazard back. Yeah, I think that's a great, uh, great you know, trio of wide receivers. And, and, and the thing about Lazard too, it's like, you know, he's a great big slot, but I think I just like his versatility. I mean, in two yeah. wide receiver sets, you know, you throw him in at flanker, uh, playing off the line a little bit. I think that's probably a good spot for him. And then again, you talk, you mentioned it too, the run blocking man, just so physical. I love the fact that he brings that presence to the field too. And, and, um, and for a LaFleur led team, you need that, man. Again, this is a team that loves to run the ball with not just one running back, as we have seen, but they love to run with two running backs. Um, and you need to get run blocking out on the edges as well. And I think Lazard is great uh, in that role. All right, how about this from TSL Strange? We Sky Sky Moore drafters need something positive to hold on to going into the offseason. What does the reception perception show regarding Sky Moore? Uh, here's the thing you positive you need to hold on to is sky more. If you liked him coming to the draft, you should still like him right now. Like, there you go. I don't know. We're, we've kind of jumped the shark about like dynasty and like, Oh, 
oh man, this guy didn't play in year one. Like, uh, you know, it's, a, it, it's not a stock market. Okay. Players are not stock market <laughs> trading uh-huh. assets and all this. It's very, it's very, the game's gotten very weird. Maybe it was always just weird. I don't know, whatever. But um, look for sky Moore. We talked about in the big show. Like, I don't know what's going on with this whole Justin Watson thing, why they're paying him to just uh, <laughs> run out there and one, run wind sprints. And they got MVS running wind sprints in, too. But like neither of those guys really play the same role as Sky Moore. Now when Sky Moore gets on the field, like reception perception shows, he still looks pretty good, but he's a developmental player. Like if it's, if Sky Moore is a total zero in his rookie year, which it looks like it, and he is a starter in year two, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So um, yeah, I know he could end up being like a, a guy that was overvalued in rookie drafts based on landing spot, but I still think was a good prospect um, is still interesting heading into 2023. Just a guy to pay attention to in the off season for sure. I love his hands. Um, yeah, I love the hands of he's got meat me hooks for hands. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I think it's just, they don't want to put too much on his plate, whatever. Um, yeah. And the offense has been good. They don't, this is the thing. Like they don't have a lot of incentive to change things up because the offense has been good. You know, like uh, right. they've been getting good play out of Juju. Then Travis Kelsey's the big ticket item there. And, and it's what it is. So I, I think if you like sky more coming to the league, you should still like him right now. He's an interesting player. Again, you know, um, again, you talk about wide receivers a little bit too much, I guess, and, you know, um, expectations placed on some of these younger guys because some so many of young guys have just come out the gates firing. But I mean, again, do remember, this is a guy that played at a smaller school, Western Michigan. Uh, He's not like a power five conference dude. Um, So I think he's still, at least in the early part of the season, probably figuring out speed and um, the speed of the game, those kind of things. And he's running all look, he's running in a, in a very complex offense too, in the Andy Reid system. So um, I think there's a little bit of a learning curve there. There's just, it just seems like there's a lot of learning curve uh, for sky Moore. Also, I would also say, I think he's really good out of the slot. Uh, and at least that is an area where he can have a role. And obviously that is being blocked by the fact that Juju has been playing pretty good football. Uh, for the Chiefs as well. So I, I think that Sky needs a couple of things to go his way. If Juju moves on, and I think he's played well enough where I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to afford his services. So I do think he'll move on. I think that opens the door for Sky more. So if you're looking for more narrative pieces, I would probably hang my hat on that. I think there's going to be a little bit more opportunity for Sky Moore going to 2023 out of the slot. Um, and I think that is a really, really good thing. Um, and maybe just maybe if he learns the offense really well, and now he's out there in two wide receiver sets, being able to play outside and inside, which I think he can do. And I think your, um, RP data would back that up a bit. Um, boy, this, this, this is somebody that could out of nowhere go crazy. You know what I mean? But we got to see what the development looks like in the off season. Yep. I agree with you. I'm, I definitely think he's an interesting player to track. All right. How about this uh, from Brad through the emails? Are the Broncos wide receivers any good? We're talking about Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy. Are they any good? Question mark. Listen, uh, I think one of my best calls this year was that these guys were not as good as everybody else thought. Um, But I I do think Jerry, Judy and and the worst analysis of all was like, oh, Cortland Sutton is clearly the number one, clearly better than Jerry, Judy. What a bunch of crock that was. I mean, right. <laughs> I think Sutton is like a fine number two receiver, but he's not a number one. I don't know if Jerry Judy ever becomes a number one, but I think he's shown, I think he's been better than Cortland Sutton this year, period. Like no question. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I think these guys have potential. I think Judy's a guy who could get dealt in the off season though. Um, Cause you know, teams might be looking to trade for wide receivers with this free agent market, not looking that great. You know, Denver might need to recoup some assets there. So um, I think those guys have, well, I think Sutton's tapped out at his ceiling, which is like a Mike Williams esque, like a poor man's Mike Williams esque type of player. Um, and then I think Judy has some more potential, but it's still more of like an Amari Cooper style splash, inconsistent, big play threat than like the great route runner he was billed to be coming in. Yeah. So Cortland Sutton is, I don't know. I, I think he's interesting, right? Like, um, he's got the, or he did have the athleticism at some point. I think that's faded somewhat with time. Um, he's not an older player. I mean, although I guess, um, he's going into his age 28 season and do remember he suffered a torn ACL, uh, back in 2020. So I think the ACL injury sapped him a little bit of his athleticism. Um, and again, he's now, he's an, he was an older rookie, um, as well. So he's going to be entering into his age 28 season in 2023. Um, so I don't know, man, you're right. I, I think, what we have seen from Cortland Sutton, that is the player that we've seen. I don't see a lot of upward mobility uh, in terms of upside for Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy still, I think, I don't know. I, I still want to think that he's a little bit of a project player too. Um, but again, the offense has been so bad. The quarterback play has been so bad. Um, and I know RP definitely isolates beyond quarterback play. But I will say this, and, and, I've, and I've told you this too, that Man, sometimes when the vibes are so bad, these guys yeah. are still humans, you know? Uh, how hard are they playing? What does their development look like uh, on a good team versus a bad team? This is clearly a bad team. Boy, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think those are question marks that, that, again, no one can really answer, but I do think that they have an impact uh, on some of these players. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair with, with the, what's been going on this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's some... That's why it'd be kind of interesting to see Jerry Judy on another team. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, a couple of questions, a couple more questions here, and then we'll walk out of here. But how about this from Mikey Jamie 303? Favorite breakfast, Matt Harmon. What say you? Oh, I mean, well, number one, here's talk about this, James, about losing weight and stuff. I have been yeah, yeah. Uh, skipping breakfast uh, and what? doing a little intermittent fasting. Yeah, during ah. the week. Um, I'm not super consistent with it on the weekends, but also I'm not like that desperate to, I'm not that desperate to like lose weight or change my physique or anything like that right now. Number one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I have been skipping breakfast, but like, I'm talking about like breakfast food. That's why I'm trying to not do this on the weekends. Cause I love breakfast food, man. I mean, oh, uh, man. same, a, a good omelet and some hash browns. Like that's the way to go for me. That's paradise at that point. Um, you know, cause you can have a lot of fun with omelets, but yeah, anything egg based I'm all in on. Um, man, I, I mean, my wife made some incredible pancakes for our Christmas Eve 
Ooh. breakfasting. It's tough to beat a good pancake, man. Um, but that's definitely not in my normal, uh, not in my normal uh, menu. <laughs> um, as I go into into weight loss mode, I, I think uh, for me it's uh, eggs, spinach, and, and bacon is is my go to breakfast. But I will say this, man: a breakfast, bur- a good breakfast burrito. Oh yeah, pff- <sighs> can't that's you tough can't. to beat. You can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. All right, uh, this from from MXC Jimmy from the Discord. By the way, if you're not in the Discord, jump in, man. A lot of interesting takes. Really great questions. What a great community. Uh, we've got on the Discord as well. But is Jahan Dotson, is Jahan Dotson doing right now what Amon Ross St. Brown did at the end of last season? Meaning, is he a must-start flex or wide receiver two in your fantasy Super Bowl matchup? What say you? Um, yeah, the, the switch to Carson Wentz, I think, gives me a little bit of pause. Um I you know, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan in the world, and no, he throws the ball to Curtis Samuel a lot, which you know I, I should like, but these other guys are so good too. It's like you don't need to hyper focus on the Curtis Samuel like layup <laughs> routes. Okay, let's get that ball down to the real the real downfield plays as well, yeah. Carson. But that part of it does give me a little bit of pause in terms of talking about as like a must start wide receiver too. But I certainly think he's flex eligible, and yeah, man, I, dude, Dotson can play. Like, there's no doubt about it. I think. um uh, I've been talking about this uh, with my buddy Dalton Del Don at, at Yahoo. Like everybody's going to have the take next year. Oh, I'd much rather draft Jahan Dotson at his ADP than than Terry McLaurin at his ADP being like the smartest guy in the room for fantasy. But I get it, man, because Dotson's a really good player. So I think it's a good comparison in terms of like what Amon Ross St. Brown, because uh, one of the things with St. Brown last year, they didn't have like a role figured out for St. Brown last year. Um, yeah. until later on in the offseason, right. later on in the season. You know, that's when they got him in this like Bud Light Cooper Cup role, the, the very Cooper Cup-centric role, the thing I wanted him to be in the whole time. And I feel like John Dotson's sort of similar. Like He's coming on as the season has is coming to a close as well. What a, what an interesting player. And, and to be honest with you, to answer your question in terms of whether you should play him this week, I'm not really trusting him this particular week in, in the championship game against yeah, Cleveland. Um, I would say... And, and look, I know the yardage has certainly been there and the volume has certainly been there over the last three games. That's been great. Um, but that being said, what does that volume now look like with Carson Wentz and also the touchdowns? How <laughs> this guy's like the James Conner of wide receivers. Like, how can he, this guy be scoring this many touchdowns on this few targets? He's seen 50 targets total. The guy's got seven touchdowns. I want to put that in perspective, okay? He's got a 14% touchdown rate, which means he's got seven touchdowns out of 50 targets, right? That's a 14% rate. The league average is around 4.9%. So this is a guy that's almost tripling the league average in terms of touchdown rate. Um, Meanwhile, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we just talked about Deontay Johnson. Will this man score a touchdown in 2022? How is this like the guy seen 120 targets? I know it's, uh, it's insane. Doesn't have a single. T- How is that possible? How? I don't understand. Matt Canada, baby. But uh, I think obviously Deontay dropped one touchdown. I know for sure in the end zone, but uh, yeah, it's pretty terrible offense. <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> so look, uh, I, I would say the Wentz news gives me a little bit of pause. Um, I think the touchdown rate also gives me a little bit of pause. Um, and at some point that that 
regression bug will hit where he the guy he can't score a touchdown every game, can he? Can he? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he can. Think, I don't no. know. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I'm 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 just having a hard time trusting him uh, with Carson Wentz in there. What what does his target share look like? Um, and and does Wentz kind of mix it up and uh, and and primarily feed Terry McLaurin, like you said, uh, in that passing game against Cleveland? So I don't know. We'll see. You know, to be honest with you, I kind of sort of think both teams are going to run the rock a lot. Um, Me too. The big Brian Robinson game against Cleveland for sure. It's a yeah. Could have used it last can't week, stop but- the for sure, for sure. Cleveland can't stop the run. They like to they like to establish the run there in Washington. Brian Robinson, I think, could have a field day. And, and again, I just worry about the target share. All right, one more question, and then let's get the hell out of here. What do you say? Uh, this one is from Dynasty Fox FF on Twitter. I know you came into the year loving Rashad Bateman. Anything you see change in his limited run uh, to change your mind? Nope. Love Rashad Bateman. Uh, still very, very bullish on the player. And look, I know, I know that some of the fantasy stuff was a bit concerning because, you know, he wasn't running the highest routes per drop back, stuff like that. Um, but Bateman, again, watch the games. He was fantastic for the Ravens. And mm-hmm. like, you know, some like the efficiency stats would show it too. In the first four weeks of the season, and obviously he got hurt in week four, 2.59 yards per route run, 11 yards per target. Like, for, got a first down on 27.3% of his targets. Like he was uh, 23.4% targets per route run too. Like uh, you'd like that to be a little bit higher, but that's still pretty yeah. good overall. He just wasn't playing like a full complement of snaps, which, you know, he might always be an injury risk guy. That's certainly you know problematic at this point, but right. man, fantastic player for the Ravens. I, I think if he's out there and he, the, his loss, like can't be overstated, you know, that, right. that was, that's Jesus. what the, what this, what this passing attack has eroded to ba- literally since he got hurt, like the moment he got injured, it's never been the same. Um, I think obviously Bateman, just a big time player for me. I, I I think he has all the talent in the world. Now it's just going to be like, can he ever get healthy, stay healthy, be consistently on the field? That will be uh, that will obviously be a question. I mean, can they stop just can they have like healthy feet in Baltimore? That'd be great. What? One <laughs> One guy with healthy feet. <laughs> What is it? I mean, first it's Hollywood with the with screws in his foot. Now it's Bateman with a foot problem. Like, come on, come on, Baltimore. What what can we do? We got to send Doctor Shoals out there or something, man. Like, what is happening? Come on, Baltimore, get these guys' feet healthy. Come on, uh, what's happening? I don't get it. I don't understand what. Like, it just ah, oh God, it kills me. It kills me because I'm with you. I loved Bateman. Um, you know, coming out of school, I thought he was just one of them, like, you know, dogs out there fighting for the ball downfield, great over the top. Uh, and again, he he taps into my my love for contested catch dudes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he checks all those boxes for me. And I I was really excited to see him kind of develop as a young player in Baltimore and kind of win those over the top routes. Uh, with Lamar Jackson. Alas, here we are. All right. Well, we just ripped through a bunch of these questions. I, you know, I, now that we've done this, Matt, I feel bad that we didn't do it before. This was a lot of fun. I know, man. Yeah, it's um, it, it was fun. People asked some really good questions. We got a ton we didn't even get to. Um, yeah. If you're in the Discord, definitely. And I didn't answer your question. Like, just drop it in that questions for the RP Show channel, and I'll I'll get back to it for sure. Um, with the, with as much detail as I can. But yeah, people. 
brought the heat. Great questions. We knew we had smart listeners. We knew we've had, you know, smart subscribers. Yeah. And we appreciate all the good questions. Man, we'll definitely have to, especially in the offseason, we'll definitely have to do more of that. <laughs> I love it, man. By the way, go to the website, receptionperception.com. See all this fantastic data that Matt Harmon has comp- compiled for you, you, the people out there. And of course, if you got fantasy questions, throw them my way at James D. Co. Find Matt Harmon as well. Uh, on Twitter and on YouTube. Y- y'all know he's got a YouTube page, man. Like his 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 channel's fire, bro. Like go check him out uh, and we'll make that happen as well. All right. Uh, as Matt mentioned, we do have podcasts coming in the off season as well. So don't you worry. Don't you worry, you RP subscribers. We got your back as well. All right. But for now, we step away. Everyone, good luck. Championship week. Good luck to you out there, man. Seriously. For Matt Harmon, James Cohen. <laughs> We'll see you. Peace.